I'm still God. Amen. You see, uh, for a while, I've become, I guess, a little, not discouraged, but a little nervous, right? Seeing some empty seats, right? Seeing some situations flare up, seeing some things. And I became a little nervous, I guess, but God just simply reminded me I'm still God. It doesn't matter what situations arise. It doesn't matter what circumstances arise. I'm still God. Amen. It doesn't matter what your government says. I'm still God. Amen. It doesn't matter what the media says. I'm still God. It doesn't matter anything that happens in this world and these things that takes our eyes off. It doesn't matter. I'm still God. Amen. I simply just could hear God just saying, I'm still God. There's no need to worry. There's no need to be concerned. There's no need to fear. I'm still God. I'm still in control. I have not lost control. Amen. Today, no matter what you're going through, if you're going through some troubles, if you've got some things on your mind, if uh, today just hadn't been your best day, he's still God. He's still God. He'll still be the God when you go to sleep tonight, when you wake up in the morning. Amen. Tomorrow, that, that, that thing that you're worried about next week, that thing you may be concerned about, he's still God. He's still God and he's still got it. Amen. He's still God and he's still good. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, God, for all that you are. All that you do, God, we're just so thankful, God, for your presence, God. We're so thankful, God, for the love you've shown, God. We're so thankful, God, for each person in this room today, dear God, that has come and has lifted your name up, that has lifted your name up above all other names, God. And we're so thankful, God, that we can feel your presence, God. We felt you move so greatly in here Sunday, God. Lord, we just know that you're still working things out, God, and we know that you're still in control, God. Lord, no matter what this world tries to tell us, no matter what our government tries to tell us, no matter what's going on, God, you're still God. You're still God. No matter what our fears tell us, no matter what our doubts tell us, God, you're still God. You're still in control. Lord, help us today, dear God, to understand that, to keep our eyes on you, to be focused on you, God, to have you, know, have you just right where you should be, right in the center of our lives, God, and in this church, God. Help us to do that today, dear God. Lord, I ask you to bless every ear in this place. Let them hear your words today, dear God. Lord, bless our teachers. Bless our students today, dear God. Bless everyone, God. Let them hear directly from you today, dear God. And we give you all the glory and honor and praise, Jesus. In your precious name, amen. Amen, amen. Amen. We're going to dismiss our young people this time. Amen. Praise God. I am glad to be here on a Wednesday night. I didn't think I was going to make it this week. It was a rough week. It's been a battle. I didn't know if I would make it another day, it felt like today. But uh, I am here, and I am glad to be in the house of God with my family tonight. Amen. It may be not so many of us here tonight, but that's okay. God, God's still God. Amen. And that's our message tonight. God is still God. Amen. I just felt that strongly Sunday, and I just felt like God just wanted me to actually speak on that tonight. <clears throat> I was reading in 1 Chronicles 16 to 25, it said, For great is the Lord, amen, and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Amen. I love that scripture. It says, God is great. Amen. God is great and he's worthy of all praise. Amen. It says he is to be feared above all gods. Amen. That, that font right there doesn't do that scripture justice. You see, if you look in the King James Version, it says gods and that gods is a little g. Amen. It says he is to be feared above all gods, amen. What it's talking about is those guys that we put in front of God, amen. Those guys that we put in front of God. Not, not any, it's not trying to lift up that there are any other gods. It's saying that he is above any god that we try to put above him, amen, right. This means nothing goes before the one true God, amen. Too often we are guilty of praising God when, when things are good, 
and we're guilty of blaming God when things are bad. Amen. We are. We are. I am just as guilty as uh, anyone. But I want to tell you today that God is the same on the good days as he is on the bad days. Amen. It's the same, God. Right? God is still God. If it's a good day, God is still bad. If he had a day like I had today. Amen. God is good. Today's circumstances do not dictate God's faithfulness. Okay? He is still good. Right? Maybe you're saying, well, you know, maybe I lost my job today, Keith. Right? Maybe you're saying, I got some bad news this week from a doctor. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe my wife walked out on me. Whatever it is, I want you to know God's still good. Amen. No matter what, God's still good, right? Yep. Maybe you got a bad uh, report from the doctor. Whatever it is, right? And you can say, how can you say that? How can you say God's still good and all of that bad stuff happened, right? Well, I want you to know if you're alive and you're able to say it, God's still good. Amen. Amen. If you've got breath in you, God is still good. Amen. And if you don't have breath in you, Glory to God, right? He's still good because you made it to heaven, amen? God is still good. No matter what it is, God's still good no matter what, okay? He's still good and he's still God. Today's challenges do not outweigh yesterday's victories, amen? See, they, they may seem big, right? Today's challenges may seem big, but the challenge he gave you victory over yesterday, it was big to you too then, right? I always look back and think, you know, of the things that I've overcome and the things God's brought me through, Right, and Brother Ron, you might think all these things you've been through, they look like mountains that you couldn't climb during that time. They look so big, but then you look back and you said, you know what, God's good, and he got me through it. He got me through it, and it wasn't as big as I thought it was, amen? It wasn't as big as I thought it was when I was in the middle of it, amen? See, often we're, we're guilty of uh, mountaintop praising, amen? You've probably heard that before, right? God is the same God no matter where you're at on the mountain, amen? If you're in the valley... Amen. If you're halfway up, if you're falling back down, right? God is good, okay? He's still good. If you're in the storm or if you're in times of peace, God is still good. Today, you may, uh, maybe, you have answered, maybe you've uh, prayed some prayers, right? And maybe God right away answers those prayers, right? And then sometimes he doesn't answer those prayers, right? Maybe he doesn't answer them the way you want him to, right? And that doesn't mean that God isn't still good, amen? I want you to know today that even in those times that God isn't answering our prayers the way that we thought he should, right, God is still good, okay? Amen. Even if our prayers were not answered at all, maybe uh, we felt like God didn't even answer them at all, right. right? God is still good, okay? See, when we, I was thinking, you know, a lot of times we'll join together and we'll pray for someone and we'll pray for maybe a child or we'll pray for whoever and, and God will come through in a mighty way and there will be this miracle and this person will be healed and it's very easy for us to all join together and praise God. Right, it's easy for us to praise God whenever things go the way that we want them to, right? Whenever we, we pray a prayer a certain way and it happens just like that, it's easy to praise God, right? But then we have times where we come together and we pray for somebody and maybe things just don't turn out like we thought it should, right? But I want you to know God is still good even in those situations, Amen. right? He's still good in those situations. You may say, well, how can he be good if the way I prayed didn't go the way that I thought it should go? Well, I want you to understand that we don't understand what's coming, right? right? Maybe we're praying a certain way, but we don't know what's down the line. Amen. We don't know what's coming, right? We don't know what's down the line. All we know is that, you know, what, what we see in the day's uh, situation, we don't see what God's protecting us from. We don't see what God's delivering us from down the line. See, God is sovereign. 
God knows what's best. Amen. Even in a situation where we're praying and maybe we're praying for a man and, you know, he's been sick for a while and we pray for him and then, you know, he goes on to be with the Lord and we're sitting there saying, where is God when I pray for him? I want you to know that even in those situations, he's still God Amen. and he's still good and he's still in control, right? And you may say, how can he be good if the man died that I was praying for? See, we just don't know what could have happened. Amen. Right. Maybe that man was saved and maybe if he would have got healed, maybe he would have fell back on God. We don't know that, right? We don't know that. All we know is that God is good, and He's working all things together for our good. Amen. See, God is in the end looking back, right? We don't have that luxury, right? All we can see is today. We can't see the end. We're not in the end looking back. But see, the good thing about God is not only is He in the end looking back, but He's omnipresent, right? So not only is He in the end looking back and He knows what's coming, He's right there with us, walking through it with us. Amen, that's good, that's what's good about God, amen. See, uh, I love each and every one of you, amen. And I would do my absolute best, your pastor would do his absolute best to walk through any trouble in this world with you, we will. We'll try to, we'll pray for you, we'll be there with you, we'll do everything we can whenever you have problems, okay. But I want you to know, we don't know what's coming, okay. We have no idea what's coming, amen. All we can do is love you and pray for you and try to walk beside you as best of our ability, Amen, but we don't know what's coming in your life. Amen. God does. Amen. And I can't walk with you every day like he can. Amen. No matter how good I try to be, no matter how good our pastor tries to be, we can't be for you like God can be. Amen. See, God doesn't wait on you to make it through the valley of death. He meets, he meets you on the other side. He walks through it with you. Amen. So I was thinking this week, you know, we're, we're living in a very difficult situation right now. Very difficult. I don't think I've ever seen any times like this, you know, and, and you hear that all the time, right? I've never seen it this bad. I've never seen it. Well, I think all of us can say I've never seen it this bad, right? I can, we can honestly say we've never seen things as bad as it is right now, right? Right, and I've heard uh, it said before that it was coming, but I've never really understood, right? I, I've heard before that there was coming a time where, where uh, Christians would, uh, whenever they would speak out, that they would be persecuted. Right, I've heard that before, right? I've heard that, you know, that there's coming a day where we'll be persecuted and all this stuff, but I've never really understood it because I've never really seen it. So we live in a country that has certain freedoms, and we've always been able to speak what we want to speak. But today, right, we're actually seeing that, right? We're actually seeing that where when we speak and we say things and we try to preach the Word and teach the Word and we try to preach the Bible as it actually says, we're called certain things like hateful, Right? We're saying it's hate speech whenever we preach certain ways, whenever we teach certain ways, when, the way we preach and teach what we believe. And I never thought that that would happen, but that today Christians are actually being persecuted for their beliefs Amen. in this country, Amen. okay? They're being persecuted in this country, right? I've heard that all my life, but I never thought I would actually see it. So here, if you, uh, if you tell people that what you're doing is wrong, right, and you show them the Word of God, and you tell them the word of God, and you show them what you're doing is wrong, right? And the one that created you says it's wrong, right? Not me. I don't say it's wrong, right? But the one that created you says it's wrong. And if you don't ask for forgiveness, then you're in danger of going to hell. That's called hateful today, right? That's called hateful. It's called hateful to tell somebody that what they're doing is wrong, and they're in danger of spending eternity in hell, right? That is called hate speech, right? It's considered hateful. It's considered judgmental, right? But that makes no sense to a Christian, right? All we're wanting them to do is avoid hell, right? right. All we're wanting them to do is make heaven their home. Amen. So it, 
if I was to go out there today and you were to have a car coming at you and I was to push you out the way, right, you wouldn't stand up and say, that's hateful for you to push me that hard, would you? Right? If I was trying to save you, right, you wouldn't say you pushed me too hard, would you? Today you'd probably get sued for doing that, so don't do that, right? That's a different message, right? So, <laughs> but, uh, but we are facing persecution as a church that we have never thought we would face in this country, amen? But I want you to know we are commanded to share the gospel. We are commanded to rightly divide the word. We are commanded to not change, amen? We are commanded not to add, amen? We are commanded, Brother Ron, not to take away from the word of God, amen? We are commanded to preach the word just as it is, right? And uh, when we do that, right, when we do that, and the people that, that we preach these things to, they may consider us judgmental, and they may consider us hateful, but that doesn't excuse us from preaching the gospel, amen? Okay, but listen, I want you to know that, that this isn't even the worst of what we're headed for, amen? amen? I want you to understand that, right? There's worse coming, right? We're just seeing a little bit of what's coming, right? This is only the beginning. The Bible said, blessed is the man who the world insults and persecutes and says all manner of evil against for my name's sake. Amen? And we are about to be really blessed. It said, blessed is the man who is insulted. And we're about to be really blessed. Amen? Because I believe we're already being insulted. We're already being persecuted. But it's only going to get worse. Okay? But listen, troublesome time for God's people is nothing new. Okay? When I say, you know, I've never seen it, that doesn't mean it's never happened. Right? Because it's happened before. Today we're going to be talking about the three Hebrew children, okay? And uh, it's just a great example of persecution. If you go back and look in the Bible, this is just, a, just a, a, a great example of persecution and God's people facing persecution. See, I'd like for us to look at a very uh, familiar passage today, and we're going to preach on the title, He's Still God, right? No matter what I face, no matter what comes my way, he's still God, okay? No matter what persecution comes my way, no matter what people say about me, no matter how people talk about me, he's still God, amen? He's still God, and that's who I serve. Daniel three seventeen and 18, if you read that, it said, If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not... Be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods. Little g, gods. I've got to get that font fixed. I'll work on that, Danny. But it says, but it will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. The first thing we see in this story is what the government says or denies does not change the fact that he is still God. See, even during this time, so we, we see it now in our country, and we're like, where, where in the world is this coming from, right? But this is thousands of years ago, right? And the government was denying God back then too, okay? So this isn't something new, okay? And it doesn't matter what the government says. It does not change the fact that God is still God, okay? Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar had built this huge golden statue. He sent out word for everyone under, under his kingdom to come and dedicate this idol. The rulers throughout the whole land gathered with the people of the land before this idol made of gold. And it was commanded that whenever the music would play, that they would all bow down and they would worship this huge statue. Right? I was thinking about that. And when it was told them, you know, when the music plays, that they're going to bow down the statue. I was thinking, that's pretty awesome because one day there's going to be a sound. Amen? And we're all going to bow. Amen? And everybody, no matter whether they want to or not, is going to bow and they're going to confess that he is God. And that's free. didn't cost you anything. Right? Right, but there's going to be another sound one day, and you won't have a choice whether you want to bow down then, okay? It says every knee will bow. 
But this king warned everyone that if anyone refused to buy and worship this golden idol, they'd be thrown into this fiery furnace, okay? Nebuchadnezzar was not the first ruler to set up a false idol. He wasn't the first one, and he won't be the last one, amen? See, uh, I was talking about our current government, and I don't, I don't like to talk politics, but our cur- current government, now they, ha- they haven't set up no image of gold or whatever, but there is an attempt by many of our leaders to deny and oppose God. Amen. Okay, there is, right? Secularism, humanism, and atheism are on the rise in this country. Brother Joy uh, sent me, and Pastor Mark, probably he might have sent it to some other ones, an article a few weeks ago. One of the most prestigious universities in this country, a university that everybody looks at and they wish their kids would go to, announced this a couple of weeks ago that their new chaplain is a professed atheist. A chaplain in their school is a professed atheist. Right? It doesn't even make sense. Amen? It doesn't even make sense that you could be a chaplain and you could be an atheist. Right? It doesn't make sense at all, but that's the world we live in. Right? That's because people are denying God. They're not only denying God, they're openly mocking God, right? In recent decades, our leaders have attempted to ban God from everything within our society, right? They've taken prayer and Bible out of schools. They've banned the Ten Commandments for being in the courthouse. They've uh, endorsed immorality at every chance. They've legalized the murder of babies in the mother's womb, right? If you're uh, paying attention to the news, you'll say there's a, there's a battle going on in Texas right now. And I thank God for Texas, right? And bless Amen. Texas, right? I don't, that was an old song, right? I believe. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I, you look, pay attention to that that's going on right now in Texas because uh, there's, a, there's a battle going on and there's some people in this world that want Texas to, to, to uh, change that law where they're protecting those babies. And I want you to understand that it's coming, right? right? Because this attempt to remove God or fiercely fighting against the law. There's a lot of people that want to remove God from this world, okay? And they're fiercely fighting against the law to do that. Not only are they fighting the law, they're fighting the church, they're fighting each other, they're fighting everything, right? They're doing everything they can. And there's even, a, a, there, there's even a, a, they're trying to redefine what marriage is. My pastor talked about that a few weeks ago. He, had, he did a series on that, right? He's trying to redefine what marriage is. They're trying to redefine what gender is, right? And almost every budget, every bill in, in the pandemic bill, there was uh, laws in there that were going to be passed throughout the judicial system to, uh, to identify what gender people are, right? That's the country we are in right now. That's the, there's, it, it seems like at every pass they're doing everything they can to take God out of this country, and they're letting everybody know that God's not wanted in their lives. Amen. Openly mocking God. That's what we're facing. And today I want you to know that we as a country blame our politicians, but I also want you to know that we as a country continue to put them in office. That's right. Amen. That's right? We are, and we're, we're just as guilty as they are, okay? We are the one that must hold them accountable for their actions. Amen. Amen. Right? We must hold them accountable for their actions. And listen, as I told you, I don't like talking politics. I hate talking politics. But we would be crazy not to pay attention to what's going on in our world today. Absolutely. Right, we would be crazy not to pay attention and be discouraged, right? If we if we sit around and we do absolutely nothing, then we're just as guilty as the ones that are up there trying to pass these laws, okay? We must stand for what we believe in, amen? We must stand for what we believe in. I don't believe we should ever try to push an agenda from this uh, pulpit. I don't think God would ever want us to do that. I don't think he would ever want me or our pastor to try to tell you how to vote, right? But we are absolutely responsible for 
telling you the truth and preaching the truth. Amen. Amen. So my point today is not that one party is at fault. My point is that our country is in a very dark place. Amen. Amen. Not that who's at fault. We're not going to talk about that at all. But this country is in a very dark place. Amen. And I want you to know that if you're looking to Washington to fix it, you're probably going to be very disappointed. Amen. Amen. If you're looking to Washington, if you're looking to our government to fix it, then you're going to be very disappointed. Amen. Right? Because they're not going to do that. So stop looking at them to fix it. Stop being afraid of what decisions they're going to make. I want you to know today that you have no need to fear. Amen. Amen. You have no need to fear. Amen. If you're a child of God today, then you are a citizen of another country. Amen. 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 A citizen of another country. And I want you to know today that no matter what, your king cannot be impeached. Amen. 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 He cannot be voted out. Amen. Your king cannot be defeated. He cannot be dethroned. He's in, he's in charge. Your God is still God, no matter what, okay? No matter what the government says, no matter what the leaders of this country says, no matter what the world says, He is still God, and nobody can take that place, okay? Nebuchadnezzar denied the one true God, but that did not change the fact that God was still God. And it's the same for our country, amen? It doesn't matter who denies God. It doesn't matter who, de- who tries to push God out. God is still God. Amen. And it's easier to sit around and say that it's our government's fault, right? And that's why everything is like it is. But I want you to know that it's not only the government that's trying to deny God. The world's trying to deny God too. Amen. And the people within the world are trying to do that. So I want, that's our second point today. Even if the world rejects God, he's still God. It doesn't matter. Okay. If you go back and you read Daniel 3 and 7, it says this. Therefore, at that time, when all people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sack, I don't know what that is, sack, but I don't have a clue what that is. <laughs> I don't want to play one, I'm sure, right? <laughs> Psaltery and all kinds of music. All the people, the nations, and the languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar the king had set up. The king had issued an order, and the people bowed and worshipped the image of gold. For many who were present, it was no issue for them to obey the command. They fell like it was nothing. Amen. And it's the same in the world today. People deny God and the world just falls like it's nothing. They just fall in line. Nobody says anything. Just continue to move on. There's a few that stand. Amen. But there's a lot of people out there that have no convictions. Amen. They simply do what they're told with no fear of the consequences from the one true God. Amen. The majority of people in our day could care less that our country and our culture is growing increasingly immoral. Right? As I told you earlier, Jesus is made fun of. He's mocked, he's blasphemed, he's put on church that I see where people were showing him smoking dope. We see him doing all kind of things on people's shirts and stickers and all this stuff. He's openly mocked. We live in a culture, uh, we live in a culture that it's wrong to talk or joke about any other religion. We live in a culture where it's wrong to talk about or joke about race, gender, or whatever. But if you speak the truth and speak about the Word of God, you are fair game. Amen. Amen. If you talk about another Religion, that's wrong, right? Mm -hmm. But if they're talking about Jesus, you're fair game, Mm -hmm. right? They shout about rights and about freedoms for everybody but Christians these days, amen? Amen. It's true. true. We are called judgmental, we're called bigots when we preach the truth and we take a stand for the Bible that we believe, amen? See, the culture openly rejects Jesus and the gospel and as a result, as I said, they mock him and they persecute those who follow him. And the Bible said it was coming. It said it was coming. And this was the case for these three Hebrew children, Hebrew children also, right? They stood when everyone else bowed. They stood and they took this stand and they refused to bow down just because everyone else did. 
We need to understand today just because it seems like the majority of the world bows and refuses to stand for Jesus, that doesn't change the fact that God is still God. Amen. Amen. It doesn't matter that everyone else seems to be bowing. It doesn't matter that everyone else refuses to stand. God is still God. Amen. And we must stand, right? Amen. The vast multitude bowed and worshiped God. Only three, four, if you count Daniel, took a stand, and it's the same today. The vast majority of the people in the United States claim they are Christians, but there are very few that take a stand. Amen? Most of them just run and hide. Right, and that leads me to our third point tonight, and it's a tough one. Even if the followers forsake God, he's still God. Amen. I said if the government forsakes him, he's still God. If the world forsakes him, he's still God. Amen. But even if his followers forsake him, He's still God. Amen. King Nebuchadnezzar had captured Jerusalem. He had ordered the best of the best of the children of Israel to be brought to Babylon. Remember, he said the best of the best be brought and be indoctrined into their society. They, were, they renamed these uh, children. I, I couldn't say the first names. I can only say the three other ones, so I didn't even put them in my notes. The first names, they, but they renamed them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Right? These three are, are, of course, and of course Daniel were brought back to Babylon but understand they weren't the only one, right? There were more that were brought back. It wasn't just these three, right, that were brought back. There were a lot of them that were brought back. But only these three we read about that refused to worship, right? The others, it seems, bowed down. The others, it seems, professed to follow one true God, but yet they compromised on their beliefs, amen? They said they followed God, but they compromised, and they bowed down for this golden idol, See, in our days, there are constant attacks on Christ, and there are people who profess to follow Jesus, but they remain silent. There are multitudes of people in churches, as we speak, who refuse to take a stand for what's right. Mm -hmm. Right? There are countless others who have compromised and abandoned their beliefs and their convictions. There are, there are churches and preachers and priests that have changed the way they thought and preached for years because they're worried about offending someone. Right? right? Yep. It happens every day. There are churches that have changed what they believe, right? And they're letting people into, into their pulpits, right? Sure. Of things that they preached about for many years because they don't want to offend anybody, right. right? They don't want to offend anybody anymore, right? That's what is happening in the world all over the world, right? Yes, amen. amen. We are to be Christ-like, and that means we are to love, but it also means that we are to preach and teach the Bible as it is written, amen? amen. Not what we would like for it to say. Amen. See, a lot of us would like for the Bible to say something different. Amen? Right? It's, it's okay to say that, right? Yes. It's okay to say that. But the Bible doesn't say something different. Mm -hmm. The Bible says what it says, so we've got to preach and teach it. Right? Right. right? And uh, a lot of times we would like to say what hurts the least amount of people's feelings. Right? We don't like to hurt people's feelings. Right? We don't like to offend people. Right? But it's a whole lot better to be offended here than for God to say, I never need. Amen. Right? Amen. I would much rather you be offended here, and I'd much rather you for you to have your feelings hurt here Amen. than for you to get into up those pearly gates and say, Keith, you never told me, right? You never told me. You never told me that this was wrong. You never told me what I was doing wrong. You never preached that, Keith. You never preached that from that pulpit. Why did you shy away from that, right? And now here I am, and God says you never knew me, right? Yeah. Believe it or not, we can teach and preach exactly what the Bible says, and we can do it in love. I really believe that. There is, there, there, there's another type of preaching out there that only preaches that, that mean preaching, right? That, you know, but you know what I'm talking about. You've heard of that preaching, right? Where you're not sure if Jesus loves you or not. You're not, sure, you're not sure if that preacher loves you or not, right? You've heard that type of preaching, right? 
Listen, you can preach what the Bible says. You can teach what the Bible says in love. You really can. You don't have to change the word. You don't have to change the gospel, but you can do that in a way of love. You know how I know we can do it in love? Because that's how Jesus did it. Amen. Amen. That's how our pastor does it. I hear him do it all the time. I've heard him preach some very, very hard things from this pulpit. Amen. But he done it in love. He done it in a way that people knew that they, st- they were still loved. Right? Hopefully they knew they were wrong. Right? Hopefully they knew they were in danger of hell. Right? But they also knew they were loved. Right? Amen. Right? If you truly believe what the Bible says, then you believe that there is a heaven and a hell. Amen. Amen. Right? And there is a person that stands contrary to the word, then you will have to tell them the truth. If you believe what it says, then you will preach and teach the truth. Right? And you won't do it just to prove you know the Bible. You won't do it just to prove that you're holier than some person. You won't do it just to prove that you're righteous. Right? But you will do it because you know that person's in danger. Amen. Amen. And you love that person and you love God. I was reading an article a few weeks ago about a bill, and uh, I, didn't, I, I think I'd heard about this. It happened about five years ago, but I really didn't remember a whole lot about it. So I was reading this article, and it was about a bill that had come to the governor of Georgia. Right? It was called the Religious Liberty Bill. Right? This bill protected churches, and it protected preachers that refused to perform same-sex marriages, and it also protected those that refused to cater and to rent out things to events where these acts were going to happen and acts that were contrary to their religious beliefs. Basically, it protected preachers, it protected people that wanted to carry out their religious beliefs, and they wanted to refuse to do certain things, right, for their religious belief. That was that the bill that had come out. It was the Religious Liberty Bill. And there were a lot of huge companies that threatened them in Georgia. Disney was one of them. Coca-Cola was one of them. There were several of them that threatened the government if this thing passed, right? They said that they would pull out and there would be huge financial losses to Georgia if this bill passed. The governor of that time claimed to be a Christian. He claimed to be a Christian. I'm not going to tell you what church he went to, right? But he claimed to be a Christian, and he caved, and he vetoed that bill, right? He gave in to the fear, and that's just one case of many who have surrendered to pressure, and they've turned their back on God, right? They claimed that they believed one thing all their lives, right? But when the pressure came, they turned their back on God, right? And they caved, right? And maybe you think, well, I'd never compromise like that. But people do it in some way or another every day. Amen. Right? There's people that compromise in some way or another every day. And maybe they didn't do it to the extent of this governor, but in some way or another, people compromise every day. Mm-hmm. In some way or another, people claim to be Christians and they live for Jesus, but yet their lives and their actions just don't line up to that. Mm-hmm. People claim one thing and they do another. Mm-hmm. And when Christ is attacked, they sit back and do nothing. Amen? When Christ is mocked, they sit back and do nothing. Some bow and worship Jesus on Sunday, and then they bow and worship themselves the rest of the week. Amen. Some bow and worship Jesus on Sunday, and they bow and worship material goods and and all of that other stuff the rest of the week. Amen. What they want to do and all these other things, and they forget about Jesus. Right? And that's just not the way it works. Amen. When Jared was in the band, I used to love to go here. I used to love to go over to McCormick. And watch them play football, right? Not because they were good or anything, right? They were better than we were, right? But, uh, but uh, I used to love to go over there because they had this guy that called the games. And when he would call the games, he kept yelling out, who you with? Oh, yeah. Who you And I can't say it like he can, right? But he would say it in a way that was just awesome. He kept saying it over and over and over. Who you with? Who you with? Who you with? Today I want to ask you, who are you with? Amen. Who are you with, right? Are you with Jesus or not? 
Amen. The Bible in Luke 16 clearly says that we can't serve two masters. Amen. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, no, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon. So you got a choice to make. Are you going to take a stand or are you going to bow and compromise? That's the choice that the three Hebrew children had to make. And their choice wasn't easy. Amen? I want you to understand that, see, we can look back at the Bible and we can say, well, they're not going to get burned, right? They're going to throw them in that, fire, that fiery furnace. And they're not, they didn't know that, right? Right, they didn't know that. They did not know that they were going to get burned or not. They believed and they trusted, but they didn't know, right? We have the advantage of the Bible, and we can look back and say this happened. Amen. They didn't know that, okay? This man had no idea what was coming their way, but yet they remained faithful in the face of intense persecution. Amen. And that leads me to my next point. When troubles come to those that follow, he is still God. Amen. Amen. Even if trouble comes, he is still God. So after they ordered, after order, after this order was made, every, everyone was to bow. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow. Some of the people went to the king, and they told him about it. Title tells, right? Nebuchadnezzar became furious, and he demanded that the three Hebrew children be brought to them. He asked them if, if what they heard were true, and they admitted to it, right? And then he gave them another opportunity to compromise and do just what everybody else was doing, right? He gave them another opportunity to compromise and do just what everybody else was doing. The king told them that if they refused, they would be thrown into this fiery furnace. And these three young men told the king that they would never bow and worship this false idol. He went on to tell them that their God, the only true God, had the power to deliver them from this fiery furnace. Amen. He had the power to deliver them. Go back and read 17 and 18 one more time, Danny. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us, amen, from this burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, amen, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Amen. That's awesome to me. They proclaimed that God had the power to deliver them, but even if he didn't, they still weren't going to bow. Amen. God's got the power to deliver me today, but even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to bow and worship you. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand today that you don't get this type of faith being a Sunday morning Christian. Amen. Right? You don't get that type of faith being a Sunday morning Christian. Amen. Amen. You don't get this type of faith being afraid and sticking your head in the sand. Right? This type of faith is a different type of faith. This type of faith comes by praying. It comes by fasting. Right? It comes by worshiping. Amen. This type of faith doesn't happen sitting on the fence with one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Amen. That's not where this type of faith comes from. You may say today, I don't understand. Every time adversity comes my way, I fall. Yeah, I'm up here, I'm up here. Problems come, I fall down. Why? Maybe it's because you got one foot in the world and one foot in the church. Amen. 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 That might be why. You might need to look at what type of faith. Maybe you're a Sunday morning Christian. I don't know. Right? Why, why do we have these fair weather things? Right? Why do we do that? Right? Because maybe we're not following God like we should. Amen. These, th- these men were not fair-weather followers. They didn't follow God when things were easy and going their way. They were willing to follow God, follow God even when it cost them their life. Right. But I want you to take away from this is this. This is the confidence they had in God. It wasn't in them. Amen. It wasn't in the fact that hopefully the furnace wasn't as hot as they said. Right? They had confidence in God. They knew no matter what the outcome was, God was still God. Amen. They didn't know what was coming. They had no knowledge of the future. They simply trusted the God they served. 
and they refuse to bow to another. Amen. See, we know the outcome, as I said. Through God's word, we're told that indeed they were cast into the fire. Amen. Nebuchadnezzar commanded that the furnace be heated up seven times hotter than usual. Amen. It was so hot that the men that threw them in there burn up. Right? That's how hot it was. Those men that threw them into the fire, they were consumed. Nebuchadnezzar looked into that fire, and what did he see? Amen. Let's read Daniel 3, 24 and 25 and find out. Then Nebuchadnezzar, the king, was astonished, and he rose up in haste. That means he stood up quick. Amen. He stood up quick, okay? And he spake, and he said unto the counselors, Did not we cast three men into this fire? Amen. They answered and said unto thee, True, O king, yeah, that's what we did. We cast three people in there. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they have no hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Amen. Did y'all catch up? Yep. Right? He saw God because of these three young men being obedient. Right? He saw God. He realized that God was in the fire. Amen. Yep. He, know, he knew he threw three men in there, and he sees a fourth, and he doesn't say, I wonder who that fourth guy is in there. No, he says, that's the Son of God. Right? That's one of my favorite passages in the Bible. There was another in the fire. Amen. Amen. They were released from that fiery furnace, and I want you to know no hair on their head was burnt. Amen. Right? Their clothes didn't burn. They didn't even smell like smoke. Right? This is just one of those stories in the Bible that just simply amazes you. Amen? Just simply amazes you. These men trusted God, and God did what God only can do. Amen? But what's even more amazing today is that even if these three Hebrew children would not have made it out of that fiery furnace, God would still be God. Amen. Amen. God would still be God. Nothing changes that. Right? Nothing changes that. Nothing changes the fact that God is still God. And I said all of that to say one thing today. No matter where you are in life today, God is still God. Amen. Amen. No matter where you are in this life, God is still God. No matter how uncertain tomorrow is to you, God is still God. Amen. No matter how dark the day looks, God's still God. Nothing has changed. Amen. The first time God delivered you, He was God. Amen. The next time God delivers you, He'll still be God. Amen. There's a, a preacher, Jensen Franklin, he said this one time, and I'll never forget it. It said, this time, that time, and the next time, God is still God. Amen. Amen. This time, th that time, and the next time. Amen. So you may look back and you may see the last time God delivered you, God was God then. Amen. And I want you to know today God's going to deliver you from this situation you're in today. Regardless of your circumstances, amen, he is still God. I think that's why we see so many people come and go in church. They simply have circumstantial faith. That's right. Right? I think that's why we see so many people come and go. And as I talked about earlier on that roller coaster ride, right, as long as the circumstances are good, they're in with God, right? Who you with, right? right. I'm with God. We're winning, right? That guy over at McCormick, it didn't matter if they was down 30 points, right? When they had the ball, who you with? Who you with, right? He wanted to know, was you with them chiefs, amen? He was probably the only one left there sometimes. But he was saying, who you with? Who you with, right? He was with them, amen? But there's a lot of people that's like that. I'm with you, God. I'm with you, God. I'm with you, God. As long as they're winning, right? As long as things are going away. As long as uh, they still got their job. As long as they've still got their health, right? But as soon as things don't go their way, they fold like they've been dealt a lousy hand, right? Who you with? Christians must get beyond the shallow form of Christianity if we're truly ever going to stand when troubles come. Amen. If we want to see this abundant life that God has promised us, if we want to see this joy, 
right? If we want to see this peace that the world doesn't understand, then we've got to be able to get past this shallow form of Christianity. And we've got to get deep in God. Amen. Amen. Listen, troubles are going to come. But that doesn't mean God's abandoning you. It doesn't mean that God's will isn't being accomplished. There's a scripture we quote all the time. We as Christians, we love certain scriptures, right? One of them is Romans 8 and 28. And it says, we know that all things work together, right? For good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose, right? All things work together for good to them that love God, right? We can quote that all day long, right? Us Christians, we know that's one of our first ones we learn, right? We could quote that all day long, but a lot of the times we forget that last four words, according to His purpose. Amen. According to His purpose. Amen. That's what I want you to see today. See, a lot of times we think God will work all things together for good, right? But we forget that God was working all things together for good for Job too. Amen. Right? He was working all things together for good for Job, right? But Job went through some things. Job lost more than we'll probably ever lose in this, right? But he, he simply said, God gave and God taketh away. Amen. But blessed be the name of the Lord, right? Job realized that no matter how bad things got, God was still God. Right? He didn't blame God. He didn't doubt God. He didn't forsake God. He trusted that God was God. And God knew better than he knew, right? I think a lot of us have got to get, just understand that God knows better than we know, right? Right? God knows better than we know. He knows what's coming, right? And a lot of times we don't know what's coming, okay? God's working all things together for our good, no matter whether or not we can see that good or not. Amen. Okay, Today, if you're going through a fiery furnace, I want to remind you of one thing in the Bible, and that's 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13. It says this, Beloved, think it not as strange concerning the fiery trial, which is, which is it to try you, as some strange the thing happen unto you. Don't think it's strange, right? But rejoice in so much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering, that when His glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Right? That says, don't think it's strange when things are coming your way. Don't think it's strange when you're going through some trials, right? If Job went through them, you're going to go through them, right? If Jesus Himself went through temptations, you're going to go through them. If Jesus Himself went through a garden of Gethsemane, you're going to go through those times, okay? Understand that those times are coming. Sufferings are coming, eh? amen? But we should rejoice in the fact that we are Cry and rejoice in the fact that we're going through it just like Jesus did. Amen. And one of these days, His glory will be revealed. So I want, to, I want you to understand today, what you're going through may seem unfair, right? But you can rest assured today that God is still God. Amen. Right? It may be unfair. It may not only seem unfair, it may be unfair. But God is still God. Amen. And God is still good. And if you're following good, you can rest assured one thing, that one day God's glory will be revealed. That's true. Amen. If you are following God and you're serving God and you didn't do it to yourself, God's glory will be revealed in this trial. And one day soon you will have exceeding joy. Yeah. Right? I'm going to pray with you today. And I don't know if anybody's going through something today. I just felt like God's just laid that hard on my heart that He's still God. Amen. Right? Amen. We may be living in a dark time in this country. We may be living into some times where we don't see, you know, things that are coming our way and we don't think it's going to get any better. I don't know if it's going to get any better. It might not get better. I don't know, God. I want you to know He's still God. Amen. Amen. He's still God. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, He's still God. He's still God and He's still good and He's working all things together for your good. Amen. I want to pray with you and uh, then we're going to ask this worship team to come up and they're going to sing and then we're going to worship as we close today. But if you want to pray, this altar is always open.
Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we love you. God, we thank you, God, for all that you are, God. Lord, we praise you, God, for your name, God, Lord, and we're so 